Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing possibilities. And I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. All right, guys, so here we go. It's week one of the budget series. I have no idea how many weeks this is going to be, but it's going to be many more than just one week. Let's put it that way. Let's talk about a few things to get out of the way first. So in the show notes, there's a link to a Google Sheet. Okay, so it's a public Google Sheet. And what I want you to do is when you open this Google Sheet is to go to file and make a copy, make your own copy of this Google Sheet to work off of. Okay, when you see this Google Sheet, there's going to be already some stuff in there. Um, It's basically just sample information. So, you know, you can feel free to sort of poke around and kind of see what's going on. Check it out. Um, You can delete the expense data. Just be careful when you're deleting stuff, make sure that you're not deleting a formula. There are parts of it that are formulas and parts of it that are places for you to put in information. This Google Sheet has been basically in the making for about eight months or so. You know, I originally with my clients just was winging it on like using the same methodology, but I had no organized way of creating it. I was just using a, a blank Google Sheet and kind of just filling stuff out as I went. And it's ultimately come to this point where I just wanted to have something that's more streamlined And now I've made a few extra tweaks just for this workshop series that I'm doing. And so I think this will be very helpful. I think this is going to be very transformative for a lot of you if you follow along and and do this budget the way I explain, because it really is hard to mess this up if you do it right. It makes budgeting quite easy because like I've said in other episodes about reverse budgeting, once you have this set up, your only job is to keep one account above zero. If you can do that, you know without a shadow of a doubt that you are on track, okay? It's basically comes down to that. It makes everything automated, and the only thing that's not automated is literally you taking your plastic debit card to the store. That's where you have to do all of your control, but you don't have to worry about the bills. You don't have to worry about other little details that are throwing wrenches in things. You have one job, one clean job, and that is work on your spending habits and stay under budget. It's as simple as that. So we're going to talk about how to set up the spreadsheet. We're going to talk about, at first, talking about income, how to calculate the proper income to bring onto the spreadsheet. And then we're going to start with fixed expenses. I have this set up between fixed expenses and and I have it set up between fixed needs, fixed wants, and then there's debt, which which is a fixed need. And then there's also variable wants and variable needs. Those are the five categories. But today we're going to be focusing on just income and fixed and then we're going to go from, from that to variable then uh, wants and needs and variable expenses. And then we're going to move on to sort of determining, okay, we have our expenses on this sheet now. Now, okay, let's take a step back and talk about what are our values, what's our goal, what's our financial purpose, kind of resetting the stage, so to speak, of why we're even doing this. And then from there, we can sort of say, okay, here's our values and here's my purpose. Okay, let's look at our expenses. You know, in the next episode, we'll then we'll we'll then look at the expense and say, okay, is what I've been doing aligned with what my values actually are? And we'll start to analyze the expenses in detail and say, okay, where am I going wrong? What is the core problem? Sort of diagnosing like the core areas that need to be fixed in terms of actual practicing the budget. Okay. And then after that, we're gonna dial into okay, what is our first goal? Like our first micro goal, the first small thing that we want to accomplish over the first couple months of doing this. Uh, a couple months up to a six months or so. But what is the first goal? And that can be, and we're going to make that like a smart goal. We're going to make it so that it's concrete and all of that. And part of that is determining how much we want to put towards that goal every month, which is part of the structure of the budget. So the whole idea of this is 
we have big dreams and big goals and big ideas and stuff. It's just, that's not really the hard part when you have ADHD. It's more like, how do I get there? So we need the right system to help the habit become sustainable. So that's kind of the whole point of this. And I think with the spreadsheet, the tangible thing that you can follow along over the next several weeks and do this, I think this could be very helpful. I hope that it jives with your brain and that this is exciting for you and fun. And that's kind of the whole point of this, like setting something up that's you're excited to do because it's going to be somewhat easy once it's set up and you're going to feel so much more in control. Finally, we'll end up with kind of like, okay, so let's actually go in and set up the, the infrastructure for this. How is the money moving? How is everything going to work? How are we bringing that onto the spreadsheet? And then how are we updating the spreadsheet as time goes on? What is our routine? And that'll basically end the series. And that might take five, six, or even seven weeks. Who knows? But there you go. So get that spreadsheet. Check it out. If you're driving, do not try and look at this spreadsheet. This will be a series to really listen to in the car if you want to get an idea of what we're talking about, but then like you're going to want to go home with a computer, open the spreadsheet up and start doing this while we go. Now, I'm not going to, the whole time, I'm not going to be like, okay, go to cell B5 and put this in there. I'm not going to be like that. It'll still be some good educational stuff. So this will be worth listening to, I think, in the car. For sure, you're going to want to use the spreadsheet alongside to get the most value out of this, okay? All right, so first things first, we're going to want to bring on our income into the spreadsheet. And we're going to want to use our monthly income. And one thing that's really important is to understand that we want to use our net income, the income that's actually hitting a paycheck, because that is the money with which we will operate a budget. So if you are an employee, what I want you to do is check your pay stub. On your pay stub, what we want to determine here is your monthly net income. So your take-home income, like I've just said. So determine if you are paid monthly, semi-monthly, or bi-weekly, if you are paid monthly or semi-monthly, this is very easy. Monthly is obviously just you know your net pay from your paycheck. That's your monthly take-home pay. If you're semi-monthly, you multiply your net pay by two because you're paid two times a month, 24 times per year. And if you are paid on a bi-weekly schedule, you are paid 26 times per year. So this is a little bit more difficult, but you have to multiply your paychecks, the net income of your paychecks, of one paycheck by 26, and then divide it by 12 to come up with your monthly net income. One tip is to check you know, your last couple paychecks to make sure that they are the same. Sometimes you might have some weird things coming in there. You wanna make sure that you understand what your, your normal standard pay is. Sometimes um, if you're semi-monthly, maybe one deduction is taken out in the first and another deduction is taken out in the second, in which case you definitely will want to, instead of timesing the one paycheck by two, you'll wanna just combine paycheck one and paycheck two of any given month to get the actual official take-home income. I hope that makes sense. Another consideration is if you're paid bi-weekly, so the 26 times per year, and you want to take a conservative approach, and this might make more sense if you aren't going to be able to have a buffer in your account at the beginning of this, if you're not going to be able to have a situation where basically in your checking account, you know, you're at a position where you can make like $1,000, your new zero, meaning like you never let it go below $1,000, then you're totally okay doing it each paycheck times 26, then divided by 12. That's totally fine. If you want to take a conservative approach that reduces the possibility of timing issues, because in cases of timing issues with biweekly, because you're paid on such random days that sometimes your, your account is caught off guard with too little based on the timing of when your expenses are. If your expenses are very front-loaded, meaning a lot of your fixed expenses are coming in the first half of the month, 
then it's important to have that buffer. And if you're paid biweekly, then you may want to just assume that you're only getting 24 paychecks and then just multiply a paycheck by two. That way, at the end of the year, if you actually stick to this thing, you'll have two extra paychecks just hanging out in that account. And you're like, oh, wow, okay. Then you just accidentally saved two paychecks. If you are going to be doing this whole budgeting thing with a spouse or significant other, do the same process with them and then simply add the monthly take-home pay of you and them together. And there you go. There's your total monthly take-home net income. And you bring this amount onto the budget sheet and put it in cell B6 where it says net income. Now, if you are a business owner, it can be a little bit more tricky to determine your net income. So I recommend staying conservative and taking an average of the amount of money you pull out monthly from your business into your personal accounts. If you want more support in figuring this out, check out episode 36 at ADHDmoneytalk.com slash 36, which is all about managing a variable income. And I go into details in that episode about different ways you can structure what is your net income, what is your monthly total that you're using to budget if you have a variable income. Once you determine this, you know, you bring it over to cell B6 on the budget sheet. And once again, the budget sheet is in the show notes. So make a copy of it so you can have your own. I already said that, but there you go. There's a good reminder. Um, in cell B4, so two above B6, we want to put in our gross monthly income. This is simply your salary if you are an employee. And if you're a business owner, you can use the total revenue or whatever metric makes the most sense for you, depending on the way that you kind of move money around with your business. Now, this is not incredibly important for the execution of this budget, so it only plays a minor role in the spreadsheet, so don't get hung up on this amount. What really does matter is the money that's hitting your accounts from which you spend money from which you are going to do a budget. All right, so now we can talk about the fun stuff, bringing on our expenses onto the spreadsheet. This is the scary part where you start facing the music, but it is often not as bad as you think. And if you start finding things to cancel and save money on as you start doing this, then cancel those and keep a tally on how much you're saving because that's more fun. And many of my clients find they pick up a lot of momentum at the stage when they start telling me things like, hey, I'm now saving $700 a month because I canceled you know, so-and-so many subscriptions that I don't need. So as you scroll down the sheet, you're going to see five expense sections on this spreadsheet. Fixed needs, fixed wants, debt payments, variable wants, and variable needs. For the rest of this episode, we're going to talk exclusively about fixed needs and wants. These are the easiest expenses to identify. And so that's what we're going to do. And this is this is going to be pretty easy, but it's definitely, like I said, a great time to identify things that you don't need that are fixed. So what are fixed expenses? Fixed expenses are, for the purpose of this budgeting process, is any expense whatsoever that is coming out of your bank account or charged to your credit card on a recurring basis. This can be a daily, weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, or annual expense, but if it's coming out in a recurring fashion, then it is a fixed expense. It doesn't matter whether it's a proper bill, like your electric bill, or the $12 you spend every month on Spotify. It's fixed. It's coming out. It's money that you have that you no longer have because you are spending it. So let's start with fixed needs. What is a need? For needs, we need to be super honest about what truly is a need. Now, if we turn to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there's the most important needs, which are physiological needs, which include things that we need to literally keep us alive. So that's things like water, food, shelter, air, and clothing. Starting with this, fixed needs would be things like your rent payment for shelter and your water bill for water. Now, I'm not going to be crazy strict with you here. I'm not going to say that Everything else is a want. However, we do want to be fairly honest, but 
could we survive in our apartment at night with blankets and not have the heat on or you know with the windows open in the summer with with no ac yes but let's be realistic it's 2022 and we feel like we can't live without these things so we can call these needs for now uh well we can just call them needs okay they are needs we can call our electric bill and gas bill needs by the way these types of bills tend to vary a bit but due to the recurring nature of it, I do think it's best to make them a fixed expense and use the high estimates that cover peak season usage. This way, your budget will never break because you're always allocating a little extra to them that covers it no matter what. Use the winter average gas bill and use the summer average electric bill, unless of course you're in a place in the world where it's cold in the summer and hot in the winter, in which case that would be probably the opposite. Anyways, now the other items here, um, like food and clothes, would not be fixed needs. They're not fixed. You don't, unless you get Stitch Fix, which I would consider a fixed expense. Although, even with Stitch Fix, don't you like choose what you want? And so, you know what? No, not fixed. Food and clothes, not fixed needs. But what else would be fixed needs? Other expenses that I would consider needs are things like insurance payments for all insurance, because insurance is super important. If you have insurance, you know, the right amount of insurance, that's a need. It's protection. Some gray area expenses might be something like internet. I'm okay with you calling internet a need in this day and age. <sighs> However, if you have like the ultra deluxe, super high speed mesh in every room internet that is, you know, five times the cost of what you actually need, then maybe not. But still, the point here is still put it as a need because this is something that you do need to pay. So if even if you're paying way more than you should be paying, put it on as a need because then we'll be able to later on in a different episode, we'll be able to say like, okay, are we paying too much for our needs? So that's why we're separating needs from wants because we can pay too much for needs and we can also pay too much for wants. So the last component of fixed needs is debt. So this spreadsheet has its own home for debt and in this section include all of your credit cards, personal loans and other debts and include the monthly minimum payments. These represent fixed needs because your debts are an obligation you need to pay. Now, the things that got you into the debt may not have been needs. I'm sure they were not. <laughs> That's I don't think I'm being crazy when I say that, but um, this is separate here and it is a need and it's separate here because it is a very valuable thing to analyze your total debt payments separate from other needs. But there's no question that it is a fixed need. Now, for things like mortgage, which is technically debt and an auto loan, it's up to you. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's not going to break the spreadsheet if you don't put like a car loan in debt. You can put that as a fixed need section. At the end of the day, the separation of this is really to help you analyze where your money is going. Now we turn to the last part of this episode. The last part of fixed expenses is your fixed wants. This is very simple. Ask yourself, is the expense coming out on a recurring way? Is the expense coming out recurring every month, every week, every two months, every six months? Yeah. Do I need this thing? No. Okay. It's a fixed want. So Netflix, fixed want. Spotify, fixed want. Gym membership, fixed want. I know you think your gym membership is a need, but at the end of the day, you can do a hundred pushups at home and a hundred sit-ups or whatever. You can run in place. You can run around your house. You don't need a treadmill. You can run outside it's not a need. It's a want. If you think it's a need, then you may think lots of things are needs that are actually wants. That's a whole different conversation. And that's okay. 
because that's a mindset shift that can happen. Or you can just, that's just what you are. That's what you want. You know, if that's what you need, that's what you need. So if you really want to put JMO in fixed need, you can. But I'd say want. I think you kind of get where I'm going here. Your extra Google storage for two bucks, that's a fixed want. Another thing that would be a fixed want would be like a food subscription. Okay, so if you get like HelloFresh, I would say that's a fixed want because you could just go eat canned soup. It's not a basic grocery to get HelloFresh. That is a premium thing. I would say that's a fixed want. That is something that you can cut out. If you spend you know $150 a week on HelloFresh, the same basic groceries equivalent would probably be what? It's like 75 bucks at the grocery store. So it is definitely a want, and that's where I would like you to put things like that. Cable, fixed want. All the streaming stuff, fixed want, fixed want, fixed want. At the end of the day, if you don't agree with me on some of the categorization, that's fine. Like I'm not trying to say like you have to. This is just the way I would do it for me and how I would recommend to clients do it and to and to you to do it. However, at the end of the day, the step on the, of this episode is simply to get the income on there and to get every single fixed expense that is coming out of your pocket on a recurring nature every single month or whatever and get it onto the spreadsheet. That's that's job one. So if some things are needs that are some things that you think are wants and I'm saying are needs, whatever, just make sure it's all on here because it won't break the spreadsheet, but it is important to have everything on here. So don't miss anything. Check all of your statements, go through all of your credit cards, look at the statement, look at what you've been spending. If you have an app like Mint or uh, Honeydew or there's a handful of them, you know, you can use those to help aggregate everything and check it out, but make sure that you don't leave anything out. Things like if you're paying insurance, prepaying it for six months, like car insurance, make sure you get that. Make it an annual expense by dividing the six-month insurance cost by six to get the monthly expense. For annual expenses, make sure you create a make it into a monthly expense because the way that this budget system will work is that you're going to be putting in for for an annual expense that's recurring. You're going to be basically steadily saving for that expense all year long by using this system. So you want to make sure that everything is in there. If you have any questions whatsoever, let me know. Next week, we're going to talk about coming up with how to put on variable expenses, variable needs, and variable wants onto the spreadsheet to give a realistic view of how you've been spending so we can analyze it. Okay, so that's the next episode is gonna be how to come up with the variable, the actual variable spending patterns you've had. That's what we're gonna talk about next week so that we can then begin the process of analyzing our spending and seeing where the problems are so that when we set up the plan, we have a good plan of attack, a good understanding and awareness of where our problem areas are and where we need to be the most focused. Okay, so that's it for week one of the budget series. I hope that this is very valuable for you. I know that this is just such a hard thing to do. It's hard to get in the rhythm of doing budgets, a hard habit to maintain. It's a hard thing to even get started on. It's such an overwhelming beast. But I promise you that if you stick it out and you really try hard and you work this and you put this thing in place, then you're going to find control that you never thought was possible with your money. All right, so take care. We'll talk next week. I look forward to continuing this series with you.